Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, 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 my friends. I am so excited to be here. It's so good to be here. I cannot believe we have done so many podcasts. Today, our topic is emotional intelligence, and it ties right into mental health. It's one of my favorite topics. I can't wait to explore this more with you guys, so let's dive right in. Right place to start about defining emotional intelligence is, of course, the Google. So, as Google defines it, it is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. It also goes on to say, Emotional intelligence is the key to both personal and professional success. I love this definition so much. So see how the definition included interpersonal relationships? That would be EQ. But what is superior intrapersonal relationship? That would be mental health. That's why I think these two concepts are so super important. That is why it is my focus of all my teachings at the Islamic Life Coach School because both of them together really does translate into success. And I've already given you the tools that you need to be accelerating at both. So at this point, I'm going to try and refrain from convincing you on the importance of emotional intelligence. I think I've done that enough. One of the main reasons that I don't think that emotional intelligence is just the next big fad is because Artificial intelligence is playing a bigger role with each passing day in industries where we thought that only humans can provide services. And that change, in my opinion, is inevitable. So gaining emotional intelligence is an asset that will pay off manifold because currently it is strictly a human quality. I can claim that superior emotional intelligence will benefit every human being on the planet Well, as long as there are humans on the planet, if artificial intelligence takes over and there are just robots left, then I guess that theory doesn't apply. But until then, we have to do ourselves this favor and start gaining more emotional intelligence. The great news is that emotional intelligence is not genetically predetermined, meaning you can raise your EQ. And like I've emphasized before, at the Islamic Life Coach School, we're all about great news. Let me ask you, what do you think it takes to raise your emotional intelligence? That's right, you guessed it, managing your mind. My God, the benefits of managing your mind. I don't know why anyone in their right state of mind will pass an opportunity to manage their minds. I recently read a book, Emotional Intelligence 2.0, by Travis Bradbury and Jean Greaves, where they give a four-point definition of emotional intelligence. This, I think, is based off of David Goldman's work, and I don't think they're the creators of the four-point theory of emotional intelligence, but this is just where I happen to come across it. So the four points they highlight belong to two categories, personal competence and social competence. Personal competence is made up of two components, self-awareness and self-management. Social competence is made up of two components, social awareness, and relationship management. To raise both of these competencies and those four components, 
means that you raise your emotional intelligence score. And I will help you identify how the formula CTFAR beautifully summarizes all of these aspects. You can use this single formula on all of these four components to raise your EQ. The first component being self-awareness. We have done a whole podcast on this, which is podcast number three. I think it's titled Awareness of Thoughts. Uh, if you forgot what was in that podcast, go back and revisit it as a refresher. But basically, self-awareness is about knowing everything is a thought and to be able to think about your thoughts from an observer's perspective. I will review the formula here briefly, which is C-T-F-A-R. C is for circumstances which are neutral, outside of us, and always provable. Thoughts are something that generate in our heads based on the circumstance. That's the T part or T line of the formula. F is for feelings, which are emotions or vibrations that we feel in our body. A is for actions we take based on our feelings. Basically, feelings are the fuel to our actions. And R stands for results that we get based on our actions. The premise of this formula is self-awareness. Some people are stronger in this regard than others. If you think you are not, then go back and listen to podcast number three. The second component is self-management. This also fits beautifully with the formula because we have identified that everything is a thought and self-management is just about picking the right thoughts, changing them or replacing them depending on how they serve us. How well you're able to manage yourself depends on how diligently you're doing the thought output. It is a daily exercise where you apply the formula to your most pressing thoughts. Both of these components, self-awareness and self-management, fall under personal competence, and we have learned both of them in detail in the previous episodes. And I've given you brief summaries here. You can raise your personal competence based on the formula that will raise your emotional intelligence score. Now, moving on to social competence. First component of social competence is social awareness. Formula offers that very effectively when you are more in touch with your feelings and thoughts, you are more likely to be aware of others' feelings and thoughts. Now be careful not to confuse this with you can change other people's feelings. They're responsible for their own feelings. What this formula offers is that once you're more in tune with your own feelings through self-awareness, then you're more likely to be in tune with other person's feelings. One way to accomplish that is through interpreting another person's body language. I can personally attest to this because it happened to me. After applying the formula on my thoughts and really getting in tune with my own inner workings, I became more aware of another person's body language. In any given situation, I can pick up a subtle shift in another person's body language, signaling me that something's changed. It is important to note that studies have shown that most of the communication, meaning majority of the communication, is non-verbal. As much as up to 80% of communication is non-verbal, and body language is a huge part of it. Now, if you practice it enough, you can get in tune with body language. And if you're lucky, the other person also has some emotional intelligence skills, and they might also notice why their body language changed. But unfortunately, and more commonly, 
people do not know what they're thinking, what exactly is the basis of their behavior. And at this point, it is not your job to help them identify their thoughts unless they want to learn about the formula, in which case, by all means, teach them. But majority of the situations do not call for this intervention. One other very important point I want to make here is once you start to process your own thoughts through the formula, you let go of a lot of mind drama and that frees up so much brain space that it gives you room to observe what's happening around you. And that, my friend, is exactly what social awareness is all about. So the formula serves us tremendously over here. Then comes the second part of social competence, and that is relationship management. And boy, oh boy, this was the most revolutionary for me because the formula provides everything you need for relationship management. I'll review some basic concepts here before using the formula. One definition that you should be aware of before applying the formula is that people are circumstances, meaning they are neutral, they are outside of us, and they are not in our control. Nothing they can do or say can make us feel anything until we have a thought about it. I elaborate more on this in a previous podcast, but briefly, anything someone says becomes a circumstance. So for example, my mom said, you don't visit enough. That in itself does not mean anything until you think, I have a very busy life, why is she always pressuring me and making me feel guilty? Mistake people make is that the circumstance, mom said you don't visit enough, causes a feeling of guilt. A circumstance does not cause you to feel anything unless it goes through a route of thought. Now, according to the formula, C-T-F-A-R, If mom said, you don't visit enough, and you think I visit as much as I can, that causes a feeling of enoughness. I just made up a word there. I don't know if enoughness is a word, but it causes a feeling of competence, capability. And through those feelings, you'll show up much more positively for your relationship with your mother compared to if you were coming from a place of guilt. The formula is a magic recipe for any relationship management, be it your parents, your boss, an acquaintance, your spouse, or your children. You can manage all of those relationships through the formula by maintaining your thoughts. At this point, I will describe some facts that we operate from at the Islamic Life Coach School as it pertains to relationships. Some of these facts might be harder to digest than others depending on how charged of a situation you're in. We cannot control another person's behavior. What another person does is a circumstance, and circumstances are always outside of our control. That's by definition, by design. Other person cannot make us feel anything through their behavior. A friend saying you're always late to our meeting cannot make you feel guilty or angry until you have a thought about it. Husband says, you don't do anything all day, cannot cause us to feel guilty or angry unless, again, we have a thought about it. Boss says, you did a great job on the project, you'll be getting a bonus check, cannot make you feel happy unless you have a positive thought about it. Now you might wonder, who would have a negative thought about a compliment and a bonus check? But believe you me, there are people out there who think, I don't deserve this and thus create a negative feeling from the same positive circumstance. We all know people like that 
and I have been guilty of that myself on many occasions until I learned to clean up my thoughts through the formula. So, in other words, it is extremely liberating to learn that people around us are not responsible for our feelings. We are the only ones responsible for our feelings, and we can choose to feel and think any way we want. I mean, again, that is just excellent news. Having learned all of these concepts provides you with such a strong backbone from where you can manage all of your personal relationships. With that, my friend, we have talked about all of the four domains that will help you increase your emotional intelligence through the formula. Now, my friends, you know everything there is to know about how to get superior emotional intelligence. All you have to do is do the work outlined in this podcast. I want to leave you with these last few thoughts. In the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned how emotional intelligence is important to gain worldly success. What if I told you that emotional intelligence is also very obvious in the prophetic model? Our prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was an extremely emotionally intelligent individual. And somehow, that aspect of his life is only indirectly referenced, at least in my experience. I first connected these dots from a book titled With the Heart in Mind by Mikhail Ahmed Smith. And it was just mind-boggling to me that I had never thought of the Prophet, peace be upon him, in that light. This is quoted in the book. Ghazali says that there was no one more intelligent than the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. We should focus on his ability to understand his own emotions and those of others, as well as his ability to positively influence the emotional state of everyone around him. Wow, that is just incredible. Now, at this point, if your brain offers you overwhelm that that level of emotional intelligence was only reserved for the Prophet, peace be upon him, then I will offer you that we are striving to follow his sunnah in all aspects of life then why not in emotional intelligence? Another part of the book describes how the Prophet, peace be upon him, would act in a social situation. And it says, He would give every attendee his due portion of attention to such an extent that every attendee would think that there was no one more noble in the sight of the Prophet than himself. Wow, I mean, that is social awareness to another level. And we can only strive to reach that level. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives us emotional intelligence through tools that we can utilize and I pray that we can follow the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him and strive to get to those levels of emotional intelligence just like we follow all of his other teachings. And with that my friend, I want to leave you with a lot to ponder about. Until next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.